Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and today I have the beautiful Mel Wilkinson, hashtag mug model Mel, because when we first met, she randomly, like, I think I was, like, doing a shoot in your hometown, weren't I? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah can do, like, a shoot, like, anyone's free. And you were like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, okay, let's go down. And, yeah, she ends up being the mug model Mel. So that's kind of how I knew you for, like, the first year that I knew you, just to let you know. Like, that's how I remembered you. <laughs> um, all that. <laughs> all that. But welcome, babe, to the podcast. How are you? But most importantly, how how are the boobs? I'm good, thank you. Boobs are getting better each day which is great have you called them a name no so I (laughs) I I don't know what to call them if to call them a name I'm just kind of calling them the girls or melons mouse melons at the moment (laughs) yeah that works quite well it's kind of like having a kid isn't it they're like oh um some people know what their baby's name is going to be then some people have to wait yeah I'm not sure they're not ready for names yet I don't think (laughs) the unknown yeah but we want to do an episode about Mel's boobs because she has just gone through her breast surgery and I don't actually know if it's a breast augmentation yet but we'll go into that but I remember doing a podcast with Charlotte Pixlock like years ago but this was when like she had just I know when she had them done for like years and years and years so I thought it'd be really interesting to get someone like yourself on who has only just got them done kind of see like two different sides so talk to us about when this surgery was and what it act, what it was exactly, because I know there's different like forms of it. So it's breast augmentation, which just is boob job, isn't it? Mm. So breast enlargement. I had it done on Christmas week, so on the 22nd of December, 2021. So I'm four weeks and a few days since I've had it done. I had round over the muscle 300cc implant. And yeah. What does I the CC stand for? Like 30 CC? No, I'm not sure, but it's the same in terms of like how much it weighs. It's in grams, I think. So it's like they don't actually give you, you know, like when you say you want to be like a C or a D cup, you can't actually be told what size you'll be. They don't do it that way. It's in these CCs. Okay. Um, so like when I went in, I was like, I want to be like a C or a D. And they said, we can't give you that, but we can give you two to three sizes bigger than you are now okay. which is around that anyway so what are you what was you before your surgery and what are you at the moment like a nothing a <laughs> so like a double a I was like mm-hmm. a I was like a 32 34 back uh, depending on the bra um, and now I'm measuring between a 32d and a 34c which are sister sizes anyway yeah so it's it's a c or a d depending on the so there's you said there's like round you've got the round over the muscle like do you know how many different versions there are because all I know is under and over I didn't realize there's round so there's you can have round you can have teardrop I think they're the only two shapes you can have mm-hmm. you can have smooth uh, or textured and I had smooth the difference between the two I'm not quite sure in terms of look but there's a very very small chance of like this type of cancer with the textured ones however there's less chance of capsular contracture which is where like the scar tissue grows over the implant and that's when it like goes really hard and you have to have it changed so there's more risk of that with round uh smooth not round just the smooth but i'd rather that than 
the risk of the cancer. Really, really small, but it has been linked to the textured. I'm not gonna lie, when you said textured, my face just went, oh, like, I don't know why. I, I know. I like, I think of boobs. Like, I, when they said textured to me, I was like, oh, are they gonna be like bumpy? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So I was like, no, smooth. Um, but uh, they do three types of um, like placements of the implants as well. So there's under the muscle, which is like fully. Um, and then there's like a dual plane, which is like partially under the muscle and then over the muscle as well. Is that when they, I, th- I think I've heard about this one before. I think that's when they like cut part of the pec so it kind of like laps over, but it's not fully. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah that's the partial and I obviously because of competing I didn't want any of that and they didn't want to do it because I explained what I do before I went in and they said as well they're like we don't want to make you weaker which you would because they have to cut your muscle mm. um, and the recovery is worse and also I, I wanted that like rounder faker look yeah I love that so have you always wanted to get your boobs on I've been like on and off for 10 years. Like it, it's funny because when I'm like competing or getting lean for a holiday or whatever, I don't think about it as much, which is when you think you probably would. Mm. Because I'm focused on something else, it on my kind of like passes my mind, like it mm. goes. Um, and then I've been like every time I come back into like an off season or I'm like not really working towards much, I'm then like, oh, but that's the one thing I can't really change. Mm. You know, when you like you build muscle, you can lose body fat, but you can't do anything about your boobs. So yeah, I was like on and off about it. Um, and when that whole like, do you remember the breast implant illness thing when that started coming about? That kind of put me off again a bit. And then I did a bit more research about it. And it's just like potluck, really, whether you have something wrong. It's your body at the end of the day. It could mm. reject anything. Um, so, yeah. Because I found and when I got into, like, when I started, like, training and stuff, my boobs massively reduced. Um, and they've, like, they're still, like, relatively, like, sized. But I remember when I was growing up, I had, like, I'm not going to lie, really big boobs. <laughs> I, I think one time I was measured, like, an F. They were that bloody big. And then, yeah, then as soon as I started competing, like, they they kind of did reduce slightly. Um, And, like, in off-season, I've still kind of got a decent amount. But did you find that your boobs, like, change, they reduce, they increase, like, when you got... Did you notice anything? I literally have never had boobs, even, Mm. like, before training. And, like, I will get, like, a lot heavier in my off-season... And my boobs will be exactly the same. That's why to me, I'm like, this is mad. Like they'll be, instead of like, you can see my pecs when I'm lean, they're just like, there's a little bit more skin there. That's the only Mm. way I can describe it. So like for me, it was just, I almost looked, when I was lean, I'd look like fine because it's everywhere's lean. It just, you know, whatever. Mm. But when I'm like a normal body, I just kind of look not in proportion. Mm. So I just wanted to kind of, look I wanted to feel like a girl to be honest (laughs) which is nothing wrong with smooth small boobs like I um I never felt self-conscious about it but it was just one of those things like oh just if I can have it why not yeah everyone has that little thing don't they like I guess if someone has got boobs they kind of probably take it for granted because that all that's what they know know is like normal whereas it sounds really silly for me like my self-conscious thing is like my when the off season like my stomach gets very very big whereas in, when I'm lean in own prep my waist is like my like thing if that makes sense for yeah, me yeah. but then when I get into off season that's where 
it changes for me and it does make me not feel as like feminine as well and also like my cellulite where some other girls never get cellulite and it's never like a big thing whereas for me it's a massive massive thing that like makes me not feel like as good about myself or like as feminine or whatever so like I think everyone has that different thing don't they and it's hard, hard to be like oh you know it's like it's not that big of a deal and it's like well you have boobs someone else has doesn't you yeah. know everyone's got a different kind of like makeup you always want what you can't have as well don't you like I know mm. that I know now I've got boobs I'll miss the whole like not ever wearing a bra like I probably took that for granted but then it's the it's catch-22 really though isn't it it's both ways okay yeah, that's true you want to wear a low cut top but you can't that yeah. kind of thing have you had any like negativity about getting your boobs done or did you have anyone before you get them being like oh you shouldn't do them or oh don't go too big or that's kind of the stuff that I hear other people um, say kind of say my mom was a bit like why are you getting that done why don't you wait until you've had kids and I like to me I was like why would I wait until I've had kids when I'm like young now you know like when when you've had kids you kind of well, not there's so many yummy mummies and all that but I just mean like I want to do it while I'm like in my prime and mm. um, and she was like don't go too big like she was very much like why and questioned a lot of it and even now she's like not really asking me how it's going like she's seen that they're up quite high at the moment and she's like are they going to come down then whereas my dad was really like he was all for it like he was like yeah do it you want it go for it but yeah no one else has really said anything that's good which is nice I think mums just worry don't they they just remember you as like a five-year-old with you know your cute little dimples and all that sort of yeah. thing I think sometimes they kind of forget that like you are a grown woman now and it's like no I'm getting it done <laughs> I'm getting it done with competing then like do you feel like potentially again there's no like yes or no I'm just kind of thinking out loud here do you think if it wasn't for competing you wouldn't have got them done or like because I know some people they kind of get it done around the time they do start competing and then some people do openly say, yeah, I, I got them done for competing in addition to like all the other reasons I had. Like, do you feel that like your competing journey or your kind of, you know, being a competitor, do you feel like kind of like tipped into the boob job decision-making at all? Um, I wouldn't say I got them done because of competing, which I think a lot of people think that's why I've done it. Because a lot of people, when they've said, when they've spoken to me since, they're like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to look better now when you compete, aren't you? And where I'm like, well, yeah, I probably will look a bit better in terms of proportions. I don't think, I think even if I didn't, because I wasn't looking into it so much before competing, I don't think that's really what pushed me over the edge. Because as I said, like, I think it's more my non-competing body that I wanted it for. But don't get me wrong, like I do think I will look better next time I get on stage um, with some boobs. But again, it's not like there's plenty of like people that look good without. So I just, yeah. it's just kind of, I didn't really think about competing when I got it done. I don't know. Yeah. It's fair yeah. though. It's, I think that is sometimes the kind of like the debates and discussion that kind of go around. That's what I tend to see anyway. Yeah. You said that you got them done Christmas. Was it 21st or 22nd? I think I got your date wrong. So I messaged you being like, happy boob day. I was going down to London though when you messaged me. So it was kind of a second boob day. <laughs> exactly. Happy pre-boob day. Just missed out the pre, it's fine. Um, 
would you advise that like if you had your time again would you do that time frame was there a certain reason why you decided to do in December time close to Christmas that sort of thing so for me um because I also teach exercise classes in terms of having like a good amount of time off without missing like without people noticing that's why I did Christmas week because you're off on Christmas anyway the week in between no one's really there so I had two weeks off without anyone even noticing I was gone Mm -hmm. so that was why I did it then and then in terms of like so I'm taking like the whole of 2022 off from competing and in terms of like recovery and being able to go back and try and make improvements for 2023 that week was like perfect because I've had pretty much the whole of January off but I've still got a good amount of time to kind of get back into it Mm -hmm. so yeah and it was and I'm very much when I make a decision it needs to be like now needs like it needs to be next week (laughs) so as soon as I made that decision it was like okay when's your next date and it was like two weeks later three weeks later so so well so that would have been what beginning of December you find decided yep that's happening and you have to have like a two week calling off period. They won't let you get it done like the next day. For I guess that's good. Um, but yes, yeah, so I had like three weeks between my con- my second consultation and my surgery date. So there's some people that get it done abroad, potentially because it's cheaper. Like, what's your stance on it? Knowing what you've gone through with doing it in the UK, if you don't mind sharing also, like how much did it cost? Like, did you have to pay all for it up front? Can you do finance? Like the nitty gritty questions. Yeah. So I personally wouldn't go abroad. More for the fact that if you've got anything wrong, I mean, I know a lot of places will have like London offices or whatever, but if you've got anything wrong or you've got any queries, I want to be able to ring someone or go straight in the next day. So it's more for like peace of mind. And in terms of like costing, my surgery cost me £4,000 and that's with everything. I've had like two aftercare appointments that was like in when I was in the, not the hotel, in the hospital. That's everything included, really. So I don't actually think it's worth it going abroad because in terms of cost, I think £4,000 reasonable. So, yeah like I'm trying to think how much realistically you'd probably save maybe like a I don't think it'd be much I think it'd no. be at most a grand wouldn't it yeah. and then I think the peace of mind it's just not worth it you can do finance I don't know how it works I think it, it can work out you can pay it over a year or you can pay it over three years but um I paid for mine up front but yeah they're really good like I had two appointments after one week and two weeks I've got another one in 12 weeks with my surgeon and then I have another one a year later and they've caught like I'm like messaging my patient care advisor like every week every other day if I've got a question and I just think when you go abroad you just might not have that yeah and obviously the language barrier potentially of course yeah like imagine you go in you're like right I want to look like this and then they don't quite it's sometimes like slang isn't it like people might not totally understand it and when you get something that's just not perfect I just couldn't yes <laughs> I'm too ACG for that I know what I want <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so true I'm guessing how long do these like implants last because you must get them changed right so he my surgeon said to me he was like they generally last longer than 10 years these days sometimes they can last up to 25 years but 
you don't have to get them changed unless you want to. So I know it was a thing before, like change them every 10 years. But if you've had them 10 years and they you're still happy with them, then you don't have to change them. Does that make sense? Like, mm. It's kind of personal preference. They don't kind of go bad after 10 years. But obviously with like your body changing, mm. they might look different. So you mm. then might want them changed anyway okay okay That's i have like lifetime guarantee on my actual implant lifetime guarantee on your boobs yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> just to have that anyway <laughs> i don't know if i need to get like health insurance for boobs now <laughs> look celebrities yeah. insure their big toes sometimes i'm sure you could do your boobs okay i'm just saying look <laughs> at my boobs on the home insurance <laughs> uh, call up direct line you're right mate trevor you're right mate <laughs> <laughs> that's when you have to make sure you have names for your boobs or you wouldn't be able to put them down the insurance yeah. would you yeah that's true you can't put the and girls one the girls two wilkinson <laughs> wilkinson <laughs> um, before we started recording i asked you if there's anything in particular you feel like you that's like really important to kind of get across and you mentioned about like the patient, I guess, being patient with the results and kind of like, you you know, you're four weeks into this, like what has been going on for the past four weeks in terms of recovery? Like talk us through all of that, because I think that's a really important part. And that's kind of why I wanted to get you on, because I feel like this initial four weeks is probably like quite a, like it's going to go quite quickly for you, but then it's, it's an important part for someone to listen to if they are wanting to go through it themselves. Yeah. So the first three days are agony like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it (laughs) it is painful and I I mean even though I was in a lot of pain it was more like you almost feel like your armpits are ripping it's the only way I can kind of describe it and you're sore and you're swollen one thing is you get really bloated and I mean like you look pregnant Mm. and it's from like all the anesthetic and all the painkillers and whatnot but yeah, so the first week they put you on like antibiotics. You probably won't sleep very much. I didn't anyway. You have to sleep upright for like four weeks. Honestly, the first three weeks, I, I don't think I slept the whole night, mm. um, like all the way through. It's terrible. But yeah, first week's like the hardest. First three days are really hard and you just can't really, even doing things like walking, you might feel that you're fine. So I did, um, one day I did like 10,000 steps. I think it was like day four. And oh my God, like I just swelled up overnight. Like everything was more swollen than it was before. I was in loads of pain. So it's just remembering like you can't do anything. So like the first week, 10 days, nothing. Um, Literally chill and watch Netflix because there's nothing else you can do. Second week, it gets a little bit better. Still quite sore, but it's not as much like that ripping pain that I was talking about on my armpit. And sleep is like, once the main thing I think is... um once you come off the antibiotics you feel a lot more alive because I was napping like four or five times a day in the first Mm. two weeks and it was just because I was just drowsy and uh, I came off the painkillers after three days so it's not like the first three days you need those painkillers but then after then it's kind of like okay it's manageable manageable like you Mm -hmm. feel tight and like you need to like punch over but that's it really and then week three is when I started to really notice like I felt better felt like I could do more but still couldn't so then it was just like doing a bit more walking than before but in terms of like 
the shape like that's what I don't think a lot of people realize is when you first see your boobs after surgery it's quite scary but I remember I came back that day and I I took the bra off to have a look and I was like whoa like this is weird because mm. the boobs are like they look almost like rocks and um I don't know if this is like too much information but like your nipples are like swollen they look weird it's so weird honestly and Can then the boobs them? are like far apart yeah I can still feel them so this is what's really strange because I thought I'm gonna lose like all feeling because that's like a, a potential risk but mine like hurt they were like super sensitive even like just having the bra off and you know if you like you go to touch your hair and you brush your nipple oh my god like it's just horrible now they're fine but yeah the, everything's just swollen and your boobs are like far apart like they're almost like in your armpits and it is weird and even like now like week to week my boobs are still changing like every day and it's just I think the main thing is people have to trust the process because it takes up to like a year before you get your final result mm. and but most of the time it is like 12 weeks you'll probably have boobs that look like boobs like right now my boobs still haven't um you know like when you're you've got boobs and you have that drop mm-hmm. like I haven't really got that yet they're still kind of a bit sort of stuck on and they're very much in your in your collarbone <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm always wanting to do because like I'm just like yeah push them up push them up <laughs> yeah imagine having your collarbone and then literally a centimeter <laughs> that's your boob. just one centimeter I was walking around and people thought I was like pushing my chest up I wasn't lies all lies you're like yeah look at my new boob <laughs> so yeah, yeah in terms of like training I'm all I'm like off for six weeks but I've I'm supposed to be off for six weeks but I've done like two leg days this week on week four but like baby leg days yeah that's fair that's fair you can't because will you be able to train chest at all then not for so they've said that after six weeks I can start everything um but they've said to be cautious for like eight to 12 weeks with my upper body Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll personally I don't really train chest anyway so I don't think I'll even go near it for 12 weeks and I think anything like I might do like some arms and some shoulders but light at like eight weeks I'm just a bit cautious so I went on um like I've done some leg stuff like I've just done like single leg leg curl and quad extension and I have to go light because you'd be surprised like you do a leg curl and you don't think you're using any of your upper body, but you go that little bit too heavy and I can feel it. It's, it's mm. really strange. Do you think you're like, so I remember you mentioning before your boob job that you were going to compete at the end of this year. Like that was like the goal. I remember you being very, very clear on that. Yeah. So what has changed like between then and now then? Is it potentially the recovery right now? is longer than what you thought it was going to be or like what has changed for you to make that decision so I my coach Lloyd who is also my boyfriend he was like there's no way like if you want he was like you can do it but you'll you probably won't enjoy it and you'll look the same so for me it was like wow because right now I have to after my recovery I've got to go through like a body recomp phase because I've not been able to train and it's not like I can try and build any muscle right now. There's just no point trying to do anything and mm. lose some body fat and look 
semi-normal yeah. <laughs> um so yeah it's just there's just no time because like once I've done my little like body recomp we're pretty much going to be into summer and that's when I need to then think about trying to make improvements and I don't want to just go back for going back it's really bittersweet because I want to compete but I know you I, as well you definitely know I'm like <laughs> But, and I know I'm going to be like, oh, when I see everyone competing, I'm going to be so jealous. But I don't, I'm not competing to compete. I want to look better each time and I don't want to just do it. I feel like if I went to compete at the end of next year after dieting now and then a tiny muscle building phase and then going into a diet again, I think I'd lose a little bit of love for it. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. So just got to wait a little bit longer. Proud of you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I know that shit's it's hard. a hard decision yeah. but yeah basically it was the boobs fault god god bloody boobs been in there what four weeks already causing shit i know already <laughs> messing my year up <laughs> but it's isn't it so true like how quick a year actually is like yeah, we bad. both yeah like we both stopped our compete no i stopped it in november you stopped it in october yeah it was october okay. you did so like people that want to compete for like this year now the end of this year even this small time that you've got now like from now to summer that's I feel like that time is gonna go so fast and it's like you want to do all these things like you want to work on the physique and you want to work on on other things as well and then it's like well six weeks that's got like so six months like where the hell's that gone and then it's yeah. all over again when you break it down and put it into these little segments of the year, it's like, whoa, that's like no time whatsoever. Because yeah. we did that when we tried to figure out when I can compete. And it was like, you're literally going to have like six weeks of building muscle, if that. And I'm like, well, that's just pointless. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything in that time. That's so true. That's so true. Did you have to get a new posing suit from Georgia to fit your new boobs? Yeah, so I, <laughs> this is so funny. I put my old one on yesterday and oh my God. <laughs> It like when I took a picture of it, it looks like it's on, but it's like not on properly. It's like just covering. So yeah, I'm getting a new one. <laughs> I think you need to keep that bikini. It's just like a reminder of like what was. Yeah, I it's think I'm gonna frame them. I thought about selling them, and then I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll just like frame them and put them on the wall. Yeah, because when you're having one of those days, like, oh my boobs are small, you can just look at it and go, no, Mel, yeah. shut up. You know, a lot of people I've spoken to who have had their boobs and said that um, boob greed is a thing where you want them bigger once they've settled. Mm. And I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, they feel massive right now. I'm like, Jesus. Is there no fun <laughs> I'll fall over if they're any bigger. Because <laughs> you're like really petite as well, right? You're five, what, five, two? Five, one. Oh, jeez. I know. Five, one. Crazy crazy because we're literally I swear I just have friends that are really tall or sorry really small just like don't mean to pick them but they're all really small like you're tiny Georgia's tiny my best mate Izzy is like five one as well we're like your um what's that film seven dwarfs I thought you were gonna say the minions then <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> I'm that guy with that massive nose like no no <laughs> Uh, so I was actually going to ask like we finish it up like, what was your next plan that you've already kind of covered that but what sort of things do you think from last season you have learned like big lessons or big takeaway oh, points God. from my last season 
You're going to know the answer to this. Not- don't do six shows. Oh, I thought you were going to say don't do, didn't do enough shows. I thought that's what the answer I did too many shows. <laughs> I competed from what? It was from the beginning of August mm-hmm. until the middle of October. And that's just a big no. I'm not doing that again. So next my limit is going to be three to four shows next season and they're all going to be within the same month I was going to say within like what time frame would you like realistically say to do that six weeks max anything more than that it's just because what I found is because I was peaking so much there was not not all of my shows I got to look my best and I know quite a few people did that this year they kind of were going into one show like 80 percent and I did I just don't want to mentally do that again I want to go into a show knowing I feel look my absolute best that I possibly can and not have to kind of sacrifice that show for the next week's show mm, I know you mean because I remember like I did we both did this I'm so glad right so right long story short we were at Laura Sky's shoot in July and I'm like Mel Mel come here come here and I'm trying to like do it tactically so no one could like hear us I'm like Mel I'm on prep she's like what I'm like, I'm on prep. <laughs> what? You know, I know you're doing an October NFM, but do the September one with me. Do it, do it, do the September one. She goes, okay, okay. Let, I was like, yeah, let me know, let me know. And then you, I, so I'm like, at that point, it was me, you and Helen were the only ones that got, I, I only told you and Helen at that point. And I was like, Helen, Mel's doing September. And, and Helen's like, okay, cool, cool. I'll do September. And then we all ended up doing September. I love it. I'm so glad though, because if we hadn't have done, September I, w- I wouldn't have been able to hold out for um the October one no mm. chance so because I, I did that that September mid-September was my first show and then I kept going till beginning of November but I even for me I like that last show I, I said to Joe I know it's gonna I didn't know which way I was gonna go whether I was gonna do a two bros or purely and I was like whichever way I'm going I know it's the it's the last one of that season yeah and that for me would have been yeah, about six weeks ish, six seven weeks. So, I feel you. I feel you. That September one was good. I, um, yeah, that was that was my third. Was it my third show? Yeah, that was my third show of that season, and I felt really good then. And do you know what? I think it was my fifth show, which was the Arnold's. It was then I was really done. But I carried on for PCA finals just because my family were coming to watch me. So I felt like I had to. Yeah. If they weren't coming, I wouldn't have done it. Mm. Um, but I did. Now my dad is all on board with competing. So it was worth it for that. Aww. <laughs> That's so nice. That's so nice. So I want to finish this episode on a question. And hopefully you know this question. Fingers crossed. If not, it's fine. We can roll with it. Um, but <laughs> what makes you not just a bikini girl? So it has to be something which isn't related to fitness, but people might not know about you. So I, was, I knew you were going to ask me this. And I was thinking yesterday, I was like, what am I going to say? And I was talking to my boyfriend, like, why am I not just a bikini girl or am I just one of those basic girls? <laughs> but so I've got like two things, maybe. Cool. I'm down for this. Maybe because of my dog, Simba. So I'm obsessed with dogs, like any animal really I'm obsessed with. But I think that's quite generic anyway. I think everybody loves animals and dogs. No, you'd be surprised. Some people don't like animals. So, you know, we've already discussed that they can't sit with us if they don't like animals. They don't like those people. 
And then I really, I'm really savvy at baking. So like, I'm obsessed with it. And in terms of like diet hack bakes, like I, you tell me like how to make like a low calorie cheesecake and I'll go and figure out a way. So that maybe that's something, but then again, it's like food related. You know? Yeah, but to be fair to you, Holly, make sure you link Mel's Instagram. I've just remembered you've got that food hack diet Mel page or something. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Meals with Mel. Me, that's the one. Meals with Mel. Oh, My so next one's going to be mug model Mel. <laughs> Literally, mug model Mel needs to be on a mug. I need to get that arranged. You're, you're gonna have to for this like show thing. You're gonna have to find a mug picture. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I will actually send that to Holly. Be like, look, this is the this is the mug model Mel. This is where it stemmed from. Okay. <laughs> it's so nice, though, isn't it? Because like that's where I first met you. Yeah. And then from there, I think it was one of those things where from there we just started like bumping into each other at loads of different random things and I get I think I just kept messaging randomly times across like the months being like hashtag mug, mug, mug yeah. model Mel and she was like who is this girl like she just keeps messaging me this hashtag it's like oh. I love it it's love so it. good it's so good so there is one last question and I do want to actually want to record this and ask you because it's actually something that I should have asked you ages ago but I was basically waiting on something special to arrive but it's not fucking arrives and I've just given up on it so <laughs> Mel, you know this question anyway. You probably know the question, but would you like to join the compact team? Yes, of <laughs> course. <laughs> yeah. I said. <laughs> so I was trying I to plan. I thought you are. I felt like a compact girl for like the past year anyway. Aww. So so cute. So like, I actually was really. I felt really bad for it. Because I was invited to the Christmas party. And I thought, right, Christmas party. I'm going to have this massive reveal. And me and Holly and Davidge were trying to plan something. <laughs> and I stuff didn't arrive. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. Because I just, I wanted to do something special. And I was like, oh, no, it just isn't working. Oh, and then I remember at the Fifth X finals, I was just about to ask you. Then Joe, like, called me and like, just the dog shut on the floor. And I thought, oh, my God, I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> So I thought, right, well, I've given up on that time. So I just feel like there's always going to be something happening. So I wanted to ask you directly. So I'm so, so happy you suggest. You already are part of the team anyway, but. Thank you so much. So welcome. But it's that I was saying this to Helen, like, it's cool for me at this point, because it's like, how mean you met was so random. And then just from there, like, it's just like grown as it kind of has. And it's been really sweet. Yeah. Wow, you are you're my, you're my friend more than you know. Compact. I said that. Do you remember this when we were at the Christmas party? I I kind of remembered it. I was drunk. Um, I remember being like, I know I'm part of the team. I don't want anything. I just want you to say that I'm part of the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I actually remember that as well. Because <laughs> I don't need any more stuff. <laughs> well, this is this is the moment, mate. This is the moment. So we good. Very good. But it was so funny because you were at the like Christmas party. Everyone like, is Mel, does Mel work for you? I'm like, no, she doesn't work for me. She's part of the team. I was like, shh, yes, but I haven't asked her yet. So she's kind of here. So There's just, somebody like, else in there. You introduced me to someone. You're like, are they compact or physique collecting? Like, compact. <laughs> Definitely compact. Definitely compact. Well, we'll chat after this recording, but I just wanted to get that on because you've been an absolute babe, mate. And do you know what the thing for me was so sweet? There was two key moments here. Where like I just thought, oh, this girl's fucking nice. Like she's such a sweet girl. Do you remember? So when I got COVID and I was meant to do that NFM posing seminar. Yeah. 
And Mel, bless her heart, she drove to my house, picked up my stuff outside my house. Obviously, I couldn't do it, like, actually give it to her. She drove to the posing seminar, did the seminar on my behalf, then drove back to mine to drop off everything and then went home. And I just thought, bless her heart. Like, she's gone completely out of her way to, like, save my ass here. Um, and it was just so bloody sweet. And I remember the next moment for me was like, like it wasn't like a tick, but I was just like, oh, that's like a real key, like memorable moment for me was, you know, FitX finals when you came fourth. Yeah. I was like, right, I'm going to see. I, I was thought, I wonder how she's going to be. Cause you know, some people like they kind of, you know, get a bit. They yeah, they're like pissed, aren't they? <laughs> I remember like you coming off and like the way you handle that, I thought, yeah, like, it was just the what you were just so like humble about it and still so grateful. And I thought that's exactly the sort of person that like I'm on the same vibe with like every single time. Do you know what I mean? Well, I always thought like, and I'm sure you've probably said it before, like I came forth, but there's someone that didn't even place. And I'm like, can you imagine coming off stage and being like, oh, for God's sake, because if I didn't like get the first place and then, it, you know, I just I came up and I just thought, OK, well, I, I wasn't the best what what can I do to be better so I, a, a bloody trophy come on oh <laughs> uh, and the last thing as well I still remember judging you at the FitX and I had to play I was like oh my god I got to play it so cool because my <laughs> inside I wanted to like smile when you're on stage but I couldn't so I was like right no best, best in bitch face best in bitch face <laughs> and then like <laughs> I knew you'd won. I, it was so bloody clear. But again, I was having to act really cool. And I was like, don't look at Mel, just don't look at Mel. Don't. And then the results were happening. And even at the overall, I was like, don't look at her. Don't look at her. Because I knew you'd like at least got third. So I was just I like. I was so shocked at the overall. I, that whole day, I was like, what? I still, well, you saw me win and I cried on stage. <laughs> so cute. I still remember you, you walk like, Walker's Chris. I've never seen anyone backstage with Walker's Chris. Not apart crisps and a pre-workout that's that's the dream <laughs> too funny too funny I found a new love for crisps <laughs> to be fair I remember munching some actually backstage and I thought you know what these are actually pretty banging yeah salt and vinegar it's good <laughs> it's the one it's the one but honestly I'm so happy you're part of the team mate so welcome lovely thank you so much you know you already were but you know what I mean but I think we'll end it there so thank you lovely for coming on I mean like both you and your boobs are part of the scene, by the way. I forgot to make that clear. Three of us, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send three of them the contracts. It's fine, no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, honestly, thank you so much, mate, for coming on. If anyone wants to follow Mel or contact her about anything, whether it's like competing related or like boob related, I'm going to leave all of Mel's links in. So like the boob page, the food page and the mail page. Mount page, Mount page. <laughs> yeah um, I only have okay cool that makes my life easier so yeah definitely follow her along and get in touch with her because I she's been documenting some really cool parts so it'd be really interesting for you guys to follow along and thank you Chip for coming on thanks for having me you're so welcome and we'll see you guys in the next episode <laughs>